It is a sparkling, sunny day in Vermont. Hello, February. I have been waiting for you. I don't know about the rest of you. This is Kate Larson and the Health is Power podcast. I am very happy that you're joining me today. Thank you. If you're new to listening, welcome. And don't forget to check out our many resources in our content library at practiceoflife.com. So as I am dreamily soaking up the sunshine today, I would like to share a note for those of you who have been along for a bit with the podcast. Some very encouraging new research has just been released about the benefits of supplementing with vitamin D. There was a rigorous new study and it showed that vitamin D can lower your risk for autoimmune disease by 22%. It was a study of older adults, 25,000 men, 50 and older and women across the US and is what is considered the first direct evidence of protection against rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, and some other conditions. Key researchers are noting that now when patients are asking about vitamins or supplements, that practitioners can suggest vitamin D. And that's pretty exciting to have these new and positive results for non-toxic, readily available vitamins and supplements that can prevent potentially highly morbid diseases. Nice to be able to bookmark that new data for our earlier podcast about vitamin D. For today, I would love very much to invite you to think about how your food choices may be feeding your soul, your drive, your ability to thrive, or perhaps the opposite, maybe draining your energy instead. I believe that staying up to date with health and wellness can be really hard. And in clinical medicine, we're learning all the time how to use credible resources to shape patient care and approaches. So this is the same with my work at Practice of Life. And this podcast evolved out of three recent articles that I read about food, energy, and our relationship with it. One from the integrative wellness team at Canyon Ranch, another from the Tufts Nutritional Health and Wellness team, and there will be more in the second part of this series, which I'll tell you about at the end. So I would like to help you keep reimagining your way of life and emerge on a new path towards greater energy, purpose, health. This is some bite-sized science, and I hope it helps you think about this in your life. So food for fuel, food is providing you with calories, of course, what you need for energy at the most basic level, but it's also going to influence a deciding factor in how much energy you feel. And that is your blood sugar. The notion that we are what we eat holds true. And throughout the day, our bodies are responding to what we feed it. You eat doughy bagels for breakfast on the go or a heavy carb-based dinner, and it is going to make you full. Yeah, but it's lacking nutrients that your brain and body actually need to perform at their best. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper. What you eat impacts your blood sugar, and that fuels your organs and your muscles. The hormone insulin gets the blood sugar. It gets it where it needs to go. And Regular meals and a proper combination of carbohydrates, protein, a bit of fat in your diet, 
that's going to help keep a delicate balance of the two in check, the insulin and the blood sugar. And this is going to help your body function really well and help you feel your most vital. If we go too long before eating, or we rely too much on carbs, especially the simple ones, right? White bread, potatoes, white rice, refined flour foods like cookies, your blood sugar is going to skyrocket. And then insulin floods your bloodstream. It's attempting to bring the levels back to normal. And that only causes your blood sugar to dramatically plummet. We're, we're feeling hungry when we need to eat, but we often feel sick when we eat too much food that's not healthy for us. So where you felt ready for anything, these extremes are leaving you feeling foggy, irritable, sleepy, hungry. You know, your body then also craves more of these simple carbohydrates. It knows that they're going to quickly get your blood sugar back up, but then you're in this fast changing cycle of blood sugar changes. And so you're having these frequent energy peaks and valleys for energy levels to stay higher longer that needs blood sugar. That's going to stay relatively even. I think recalibrating your eating isn't really as hard as you might think. Here are some things that, that you can do today, create balanced meals and snacks. So each meal is ideally including some protein, a dose of healthy fat, and some ideally complex carbohydrate, rich food proteins and fats are slowing your digestion and absorbing the carbohydrate, which results in a steadier blood sugar. So high fiber, whole food carbs are best because they're digested slowly. Ones with low glycemic index really raise blood sugar much more slowly than ones with high glycemic index. For example, perfect energy boosting meal could be a small piece of fish over some brown rice and stir fry. Another option could be grilled chicken, some quinoa, roasted vegetables, or think about a bowl of veggie chili and a big side salad with a little bit of olive oil. Snacks like cheese and some whole wheat crackers or apple with almond butter, which I definitely rely on. These are all great choices. Don't forget breakfast, okay? Having a bite in the morning jumpstarts your metabolism. It's providing fuel for our brains to function well and stay alert. It's going to also give that blood sugar and your energy a lift. So imagine you've been sleeping, you know, a good night's sleep that's hours with an empty stomach. And then many of our kids are running out the door, maybe sometimes even forgetting to eat. They are not going to be able to sustain their energy for learning without a good breakfast. Nutrient balances could be things like whole grain cereal and low fat yogurt, eggs with maybe a little bit of oatmeal or a piece of whole grain toast. Some of us are not breakfast people. I get that. Thinking outside of the box, peanut butter sandwich on whole wheat bread, a tortilla with some black beans and salsa and, you know, low fat shredded cheese. I'm a savory person in the morning. I don't really like sweets much. Or a piece of leftover chicken breast can all be great breakfast meals. And even grabbing an organic chocolate milk is a solid option when you're in a pinch. Another tip, spreading out small frequent meals. So eating every three to four hours, your blood sugar is going to drop to the lowest point about four hours after you've had your last meal. And that can make you feel sleepy. If you 
can eat a little bit more frequently, you can stave off that midday energy slump by having just little healthy snacks between your meals, handful of nuts, some fruit, maybe some veggies in some hummus. Any of these approaches are going to help keep your blood sugar level even and help you not to overeat during your regular meal times. Healthy portions. Overeating does have potential to impact your ability to maintain healthy weight, but undereating can actually steal your energy stores and affect your metabolism. So make sure you're eating enough to satisfy not just your wishes, but your body's needs. And if you're not sure what your calories should be, great thing to bring up the next time you go for your annual visit or do a little bit of research online or in our contact library. There's plenty of great information out there. If you're skipping meals or eating very little, know that this rarely results in long-term weight loss. It actually can do the opposite, slowing your metabolism down and stripping you of the energy that you need to get out and move. One tip, mealtime, fill your plate using a formula of half fruits and veggies, a quarter carbohydrate and a quarter protein. Something a lot of people don't think about, but many, many, many people use are energy drinks and supplements. They are a short-term fix. They can definitely lead to negative health consequences. These energy boosting dietary supplements really are largely unproven and unnecessary especially for those who are eating a healthy diet. So maybe consider pitching them or moving away from them. Drinking water throughout the day, which we've heard over and over again, is so important. It delivers oxygen, nutrients to every cell in your body. It's playing a role in your body's ability to regulate that blood sugar. So if you become a little bit dehydrated, your body is going to become less efficient and it's really going to end up making you feel tired and cranky. Research shows many adults and most kids are not drinking enough water. How much do you need to drink? Six to 12 glasses a day is a good goal. And know that that can be herbal tea, clear broth, water-based foods. If you're eating a lot of those fruits and vegetables, they have lovely amounts of water in them. Broccoli, carrots, lettuce, oranges, watermelon, one of my favorites. Your pee is your best gauge. So checking it out when you go to the bathroom and making sure that your urine is clear to pale yellow color. That's gonna mean you're on track. When it gets darker, it's a good way to know that you should be drinking a little bit more water. Drink before you're thirsty. And you could also make it a competition among your family members just to get everybody rolling. Add a little splash of flavor if that makes it more fun for you and keep a water bottle by your side and take small sips through the day. The last tip on food for fuel and food for energy is to be sure you're getting enough rest and relaxation. Find ways to reduce your stress. This is always going to contribute to the choices that you're making with food. Your body is going to do a better job fighting off illness and healing wounds when it's not under stress. And it's important to notice when you're feeling anxious, take the time to decompress and get grounded. All right, so like everything in life, it is all about what works well for you. Build a plan that is uniquely yours. You know, our bodies and brains are so often working overtime. And I know that when things are challenging, 
It's so much easier to use a coping strategy or something that truly feels like me. I am grateful for you, and I'm also really grateful for the days that I feel rested and full of energy. I encourage you to think about like who or what are you grateful for? I'm saying goodbye for now, but I really hope you'll join next week for part two of the series, which is going to be about mindful eating. And I will be sharing more great ideas about how you can use food for the gorgeous life-affirming role that it plays in your health and happiness. We will also be sharing a gift for you and it'll be an easy to reference outline for you to use at home, so look out for that. And I will see you on the flip side.